Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time, a podcast where I take Guy Montgomery off guard. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He takes me off guard into the waters you of... Go ahead. Stabbed. When you spoke. When I hit the record button. You're I, was, like, I, was, I was just singing. <laughs> I was singing a song. <laughs> I was singing that song that goes, walk right in, step right out. You know the song? Baby, boo doo 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 doo. Oh, yeah. Everybody's talking boo. about a new way you're walking. <laughs> Sounds fun. Wow. Everyone's got a new way to walk. I'm Guy Montgomery. That's Tim Batt. And we've Yo. got a very special guest in this episode. We're joined by the wickedly talented. <laughs> we need a new gag for that. I uh, know. It's the only one there is. Okay. Uh, the one and only Angela Dravid. Hello. Woo! Hi. Hi, Angela. Hello, how are you? Angela Drivett, I'm going to say your name normally once, just so we've got <laughs> Yeah, so it's on, on the record. record. Uh, I'm great, thank you. All the better for seeing you, my dear. Uh, um, Angela's An- our pal. Angela is our pal. She is a, an outstanding comedian, a ch- the champion, previous champion of Taskmaster NZ. Thank you. And also, so you're the inaugural winner. No one will ever change that. That's true. Doesn't matter how many seasons they have, you will always be the this inaugural. This is true winner. for everyone who placed in the episode. They yeah. are the inaugural second, third, fourth, and fifth place. Also, mm. importantly, though, you are someone who has just watched the 2003 soft core erotica film Emmanuel in Rio. Yeah. What did you think? It was very long, wasn't it? It was, it wasn't. It was, a, it was quite. But it actually wasn't. No. <laughs> It was an hour 23. It felt like four hours. So just to, to ground you in the context of uh, what Tim and I have seen prior to this film, we've mm. watched somewhere between 26, 27 I think this is 28. Emmanuel. So Emmanuel is a franchise that began. Yeah, I'm familiar oh, with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. So in the 70s. And we've, we've just. You need to mansplain Emmanuel to <laughs> no, Angela Gravid. <laughs> I, I, this is a, a, a conversation for a different time, but i got to say, I, I think the word mansplaining is. Um, <laughs> It's got to be put out to pasture. Um, look, as a man, I'm with you on that. <laughs> Angela, what do you think? Of 
the franchise or the this film? Of the word mansplaining. Oh, mansplaining. Oh, it's, I mean, what do I think of it? I, I guess I don't really think of it. That's good too. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you do with I, all I your free like time? I feel like mansplaining is if you try to explain feminine things. Like if a man told me like what how I should feel when I'm PMTing, I would probably be like... No, no, sorry. I don't think that's what mansplaining is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm doing a bad joke. <laughs> sorry, Angela. Uh, but so we've just come out of Emmanuel 2000. We've just watched seven films, which had quite high concept uh, plot points and relatively speaking, probably more production values. It was, there was a seven-part made-for-TV franchise, and this is the first independent, like, standalone Emmanuel film since then. We actually missed a few. I was on the Wikipedia. We and skipped this, ahead. Oh, did I? We're going to go back. But it's okay. Really? Yeah. It definitely looked independent. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, yeah. do you, what do you mean by that, Angela? It had a very... Uh, uh, Amateur sort of feel to it, like he- shaky handy cam. Yeah, uh, the the lighting was shocking as well, and really, it felt like camcorder and reusing footage. Like, you'd, <laughs> yeah, you'd see someone dancing the same dance like several times, which is so crazy. They had to do things like that, and really long, long, yeah. long scenes. There's a lot of anything. like kissing, but mm. kissing from different angles. The same kiss from like. And they replayed it, and then they went slow shot. That's like, hot stuff, though. It's a it's a porno. Well, there was um, there was a lot of like uh, tongue. Yeah, the tongue coming oh out of god. the mouth. Oh my god, it's such a tongue heavy movie. It's, it's yeah. like all of them look like they were learning to kiss on set. Yes, it and did the, look the, like virgins. Yeah, and the intimacy <laughs> coordinator was like a twelve year old boy. They did look like virgins. Yeah. None of them, yeah. The the I, fucking was in. It was some of the worst. Although I think there were a couple of unsimulated sex scenes in it. Yeah. Later Did on, you, yeah. Towards the end, there was this Brazilian pop star who was like the most ordinary looking guy in the world, and also one of the worst singers I've ever heard. <laughs> but in one of his later scenes, he had a boner through some grey underpants, yeah. and there was a scene where he was. I can't remember what he was doing to the woman, but the woman was just holding statically yes. the end of his just his knob. She was yeah. just holding it still. Mm. I and I'm pretty was... sure that he touched her as well. Yeah, I yeah. Think so. It looked too. very. Unsimilated. I don't know how you fake that shot. Yeah. This, weirdly, his scenes, his sex scenes, because the first sex scene between the woman who plays Emmanuel and this was her only credit as Emmanuel, this this actor, her Emmy, as she's known, yeah, Emmy in ninety nine percent of the movie. Her and the um the model. She's oh, yeah. shooting one of the most famous models, one of her favorite models to work with. Yeah. Their first he sex likes scene. to be touched. Yeah. Was one of the most <laughs> uncomfortable sex scenes I've ever was seen. Was it Tarzan? It was yeah, Tarzan. Yeah. Yeah, I love how she Tarzan. she's narrating it like a dear diary. Yes. But it's, n- it's not very insightful. It's like but he's a beautiful model and he likes to be touched. Her vocab is crazy. Her, like, <laughs> she keeps talking about these big philosophical concepts. <laughs> There would be like 20 minutes of just one sex scene that's really either worrying or really poorly done. And then something about Emmanuel being like, it's time for us to explore the next dimension of sensory <laughs> care with humanity and bringing us all as one. It's like, wait, what, what, are you, 
What? But then the next scene should be slut shaming. Like, yeah. yeah. Maria is a common whore. Yeah. Da- it was actually Danielle. Danielle. <laughs> Even by Brazil's loose moral standards, Danielle is considered a whore. <laughs> it was pretty close to the And that's just point. because, like, Danielle doesn't have sex while ruminating on the idea of a higher plane of consciousness. Mm. But otherwise, they're. She was much... sober. She was fine. Yeah. Her fallibility is she wasn't high as hell. It, yeah. yeah, it was. Um, I also like the high fiving of Emmanuel and um, Maria, like, like, because Maria finally got to sleep with the pop star. Yes, and then at the end they kind of like high fived each other at the campfire. Like, Angela, we did it. <laughs> Tell us what the, what happens in this movie, as you can recall it. Oh God! So I watched it um, last night while I was falling asleep. Mm. Did you make it to the end? Um, I did. I had to force myself to watch it. Uh, oh, so she, uh, there's, a, there's a photographer named Emmanuel, and she is um, trying to record Brazilian nightlife. Mm. And um, and she she goes to a Mardi Gras, and she's in a weird triangle, love triangle, mm. with the model, but also this American guy. Oh, Harry? Harry. Harry. Yeah, so <laughs> I've written in my my, my notes, Harry Man Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. So she's in this love triangle, uh, and she's and the story seems to take place as she's um, taking, she's trying to select models for um, Harry's uh, music video. Well, Harry, he's shooting it. Harry's shooting music video for the biggest pop star in Brazil, rock yeah. star in Brazil. Yeah, his name. Is Jose or Jose? Yeah, depending on who you ask in the film. <laughs> and Harry's American, right? Harry's yeah. American, but they dubbed him. They he, did dub. He him. lives in LA. They dubbed a lot of it. They dubbed the tongues, even though he was in, the... even though he was <laughs> speaking in English. Yeah. they still dubbed him. He was dubbed. There were some people who were speaking like sort of uh, broken English who yeah. weren't dubbed. But then they overdubbed a chair falling over with like some eight bit video game thuds. They had a lot of strange. fun. They had a lot of fun in post. And they overdubbed tongues, which was so they weird really and loud. whoever the foley artist was really went to town on the tongues. It was disgusting. <laughs> two, two women were hooking up in a scene in a shower, and you could just hear the tongue so loudly. <laughs> and that's not a normal thing. But sometimes the tongue was like. Badly timed, so you weren't yeah. sure if it was the genitals touching all the time. Famously, genitals sound like this. Oh, God, I feel sick. I hate it. I hate um, it. It's there's also out. like a couple of uh, splice shots of like the barge, or was it the, the cruise ship? Yeah. And just to show that it was there and not a photograph, they just put the <laughs> fog on. <laughs> That's some movie magic right there. I couldn't believe how bad this was. Like, <laughs> this is, I think, the worst one by it's, far yeah, this that is we've watched. Historically bad. And, um, it was an all time. Well, I've just found, I've found through some research a little bit of context for how this film was made, if mm. you, you respectively wouldn't mind my sharing. So, this is courtesy of a review on Letterboxd by a user named Maths. Stop saying Letterboxd until they give us money, okay? This is Blaze Pizza all over again. We're going to send in the invoice. After we've done the work. Mm, okay. New Zealand-based company, so we can read them down. Uh, this was never intended to be an Emmanuel film. Producer Alan Saritsky, 
came up with the idea of shipping an American actor and an American act uh, a director down to Brazil to shoot a mostly improvised movie on video. Oh my god! That explains it. Oh my god! Of course, yeah. at least one director. The great Rolf Konevsky told Switzky that it was a terrible idea and he wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> Kevin Alba apparently relented and went down to make the film. It did not turn out well. In fact, it turned out so badly that half the film had to redubbed and had the Emmanuel name slapped on it just so a distributor would pick it up. And also, apparently the experience was crappy enough that Albert has never directed another film. Wow. Whoa, this was his one and done? Or maybe his yeah. last one to do? Yeah. So, it, it, um, I mean, that makes so much sense for how this film looks and feels like... To there are some real lessons in this movie. Like there are arguments that happen in this, which are obviously unscripted, and they resemble a real life argument mm. where there's two people at loggerheads repeating the same sentence, respectively. Uh, yeah. And it happens like twice at yeah. least in this movie, and it goes on for so long where someone's just oh, what is, it's when um, Harry and Emmy fall out, and Harry's going to leave, leave, and she's and like, "Don't touch me." Don't touch me. Leave. I don't care. Go I don't want to hear it. Because yeah. she finds a sex tape with another woman. He's it's like, not even a sex tape. But then oh, yeah, whatever the fuck. Uh, Why well, it's, it's important. In the context, sorry, I know okay. that the movie's not important, but in the context it's of the a movie. It's like a sizzle reel. It's, well, he's come home and Danielle, Emmanuel's flatmate slash cousin or whatever. Is, the um, whore. The, yes. The Her com- word's not mine. The common yeah. whore. Has, uh, she's seen Harry. Harry's come home earlier. And she's seen Harry and said, can you make a little video of me? Because he's carrying his video camera. And he's like, well, I shouldn't, but okay. And then he films this sort of parading around in a sarong, You're poking it. <laughs> I watched this in bed. Uh, Chelsea was waking up short summit with me this morning. And every time she saw titties, she'd go, titties. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, she said, I like how much titties there are in this film. <laughs> Which is, you know, an admirable quality in the movie. But he shot this sort of titillating little reel and then Emmanuel sees it and goes, I can't believe you've done this. I and then can't believe you've done this. This is the basis for this very sort of contradictory argument. Mm. But the the futility of it, because this is you kind of forget. You watch a film, you watch a, a um what's his name? Aaron Sorkin thing, and you're like, God, this is overwritten. No one talks like that. But then you watch this and you're like, this is why we write stuff down that we make into movies. Because if we depicted how actual arguments happen on film, it would be awful. And I know that because I just watched it happen. Well, It's the same way that we need to choreograph fights. Because if you watched how most street brawls go down. There's nothing feisty or clever in it. It was just like two dudes hugging and grappling to the ground. It's like, this wasn't really a movie. This was just someone carried a video camera around and some people had sex around the camera. And then yeah. someone in post on sound uh, just locked themselves in a room for two weeks with a bunch of Red Bulls and went ham on it. Yeah. Well, the, in the argument, I just remember finding it quite funny that uh, Harry is like, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Then he gets to the door and he's like, Really? <laughs> You really want me to go? <laughs> and he comes back in to like restart like the argument. Oh, oh yeah, and he like restarts the argument to go back in the door, and he just kept playing this weird tug and war of like, "Do you really want me to go?" Yeah, it, it was like people learning how to do improv. Yeah, it was like they yes. didn't. He didn't know that the scene could end, and so he kept creating a reason to come back and keep the scene yes, going. And yeah. then the, usually you could take care of that in post, but they were like, "Well." We won't lose any Let's of this great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I've never done this before, 
and this may be foolhardy, but can I play some of the movie on here? Yeah, please do. I, so because her I, voice is quite monotonous. It's as well. crazy. It sounds like yeah. text edit. You know when you used to put words into like a, a document and yeah, get the computer to read out. it back. That's exactly. I haven't teed this up ahead of time, so hopefully I've edited this episode a little bit. But for you two, you're <laughs> going to have to just endure it. Oh, actually, I don't want to play this bit because this was the coolest bit of the whole movie. Check this out. It was good. Eh? The following program contains nudity, sexuality, and coarse language. Viewer discretion is advised. Hell yeah, dude. There were flames on screen just yeah, there. Yeah. It got me excited. I was like, we're in Rio. We've got a cool sounding dude. we got flames. Things are happening. But then. I remember her being like, oh, yeah, sorry, go. You go. I just remember, remember she got uh, stood up. For dinner, her oh, dinner yes. date, yeah, it just led to nothing. There was no reason for her to be stood up. We didn't even know that she was going to have dinner. There was no reason for us to have that. No, scene. But it, it, oh, but yeah, what the fuck was that about? It betrayed her trust, and she was like, "Harry, it was, was Harry again, right? Yeah, he's, you're late for dinner. And you he left said, me waiting for two hours. Is this why I called? I'm late. She said, I don't believe you. I don't trust you. Never contact me again. And then they were like hanging out the next day. <laughs> the next day. And then she's like, Alex, I need you to come over. And then Alex is like, I know. I know. <laughs> that, oh, yeah, Alex that, was the best friend. Yeah. Alex Alex was a highlight. So she introduces this guy about two-thirds into the movie, her best friend called Alex. Yeah. And this guy shows up in a fluoro green do-rag yeah. and like a blouse <laughs> with like a full-length finger ring on his middle finger. And she starts rattling off her problems. She's like... I'm not happy. I know. <laughs> I don't trust him. I know. <laughs> I have a boyfriend in America. <laughs> I know. I do too. And then, to be fair, I'm struggling to come up with more stuff, but that was good improv because she comes up with a list of 10 things and his response every single time is... I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, she like to get back at Harry or whatever, she's working on his uh, music video he's directing and she gets him to come and be like the props department or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. and he's like, his ambition for this music video is incredible. He's like, we're going to have tigers and drums and the guitar in the jungle. And an altar. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. Like a church was, altar really for the sacrifice. And so he starts talking to the best friend and he's like, did you get the tigers? Rawr. No. Did you get the goats? You know the goats. No. <laughs> Did you get the monkeys? Oh, ah! No. And he's like, you can't forget the monkeys. <laughs> and then, nothing. then mercifully, because they've been, like the one thing they've been constantly referencing and building towards in this movie is that Harry has to direct a music video for yes. this, for this jo- hosey, for this yeah. pop, this rock star. And they play... The music video in its entirety. <laughs> the whole, yeah, it's like three or four minutes long. And it's just this guy on a boat and all yeah. of these beautiful topless women behind him. It's fucking unbelievable. God. Here's, here's, some, here's some of the movie. I don't even know what bit this is. I think it's the Danielle quote. Oh, yeah. this is. She uses her body to debase herself, not to merge with the greater understanding of the infinite. Daniel flits from man to man with no thought of who they are. Even by the liberal Brazilian standards of morality, Daniel is an exception. She behaves like a common whore. (laughs) This this also flies in the face of, like, Emmanuel Law, which is sort of like, Emmanuel is this really open-minded person who's... It's a sex-positive... It's such a sex-positive franchise, and in all the other installments, she's like, 
guiding people into open-mindedness. And she also keeps talking about, this is also a ridiculous thing about this. She keeps talking about how, like, you know, romance is bigger than two people and, like, you know, you always need a third party and she doesn't want to be owned by Harry. And she wants This to is pre... Re- oh, is this in this, this one? This is in this one. Oh, and, she, yeah. and she wants to remain free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... The whole, like the the whole her central storyline, Emmanuel is just this very boring domestic sort of dissatisfaction with her one male partner. And at the end of it, the resolution is they wind up together in like what seems to be a very drab, monogamous relationship. So it's like not just against all of the Emmanuel laws that have been set up in previous installments. In this specific movie, the voiceover is running directly contrary to the yeah, action of the film. Right. It's, it's. I don't even want to talk about this movie. Well, we must. I don't know. We we can do whatever we want. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was like kind of racist as well. There's a quote I wrote down: "Maria is lovely. She's the perfect blend of the mixtures that make up Brazil." It's like okay, yeah, (laughs) sounding a little uh, sniff of eugenics there. Yeah, but this, I mean, if you think about the production of it, this all makes sense. And this is this stands alone. They also had an Indian. They called her an Indian as well. Do you remember? And she had like a, a feather or some headdress on and she had like a a, 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 a Cherokee American kind of thing. Oh, so like a Native American? Native American, yeah. Oh, okay. And they, they do you remember? They're going through remember. the different models. <laughs> God, I neither of us remember this. I just watched the movie. I was a little bit in and out though, I have to confess. But she, yeah. She, I tried my best. It's kind of, oh, that's her there. Oh. Yeah, oh, that, there. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's see what audio accompanies this. I'm checking out of talking about this movie. I hated it. Well, no, but I'm talking about anything. You're just playing. Oh, it's just so nice. Can't hear you, guy. Can't hear you. Oh, this is the pop song. The biggest rock star in Brazil, Hosey. (laughs) Doing a um, director's commentary of this film would actually be really fun. This does feel kind of like one of those YouTube shreds videos. Where like someone got their hands on an original sort of just under ninety minute length film and then redubbed it with the most boring possible, like with like a bad, a deliberately bad version of a movie. Right? Mm. Yeah. You know uh, the shreds videos, like the Beach Boys singing uh, "I Get Around," and they've just redubbed it with like the worst possible singing. Oh yes, 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 I have. It's yeah. like that, but movie length. Yeah. We could um. I think if we just took the visuals of this, the three of us could make a way better movie. I think so. Also, Tarzan, this is when Tarzan was looking through the window yeah. and saw the two women showering. Yeah. Mm. And then all the other models saw the two. And there was just a weird peeping Tom shot of everyone looking inside. But there was no action, really. It was just two girls showering. One they who, hooked up. They what hooked up, about? but I noticed one... Was in was like giving out hundred and ten percent on the nipple action, and the other one was and ten, and the other was like really reluctant to do it. Did you mm. notice that there was inconsistencies? I, 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 I sort of when they get to the sex well, the scenes, news, I actually have a huge amount of trouble paying attention. Like the sex scenes to me are the most painful part. The good news is the movie's in. playing right now for all yeah. of us on my laptop. There's all voyeurism features so heavily across all of the Emmanuel films. Yeah, there's a real thing about that about looking at people having sex. Or so, having sex with when people might see you. Yeah. But so you, you believe that these oh, two there was, in the Yeah, shower. there was one who was more into it than the other. 
And um, I reckon the brunette is more into it than the blonde. Yeah. At this stage. Is it another thing to bear in mind? Is, and um, they're off. Two sexy women, topless in a shower, but they've still got bikini bottoms on. The brunette one's a little bit more into it and giving it 110%. <laughs> the blonde's trying to get aroused, but it's not working because she's heterosexual and been forced into a poorly paid porno. Yeah. They're coming around the bend. We're out of any kind of story or musical direction, yeah, so we're we just going to resort There's to slow motion shots. There's 110 right there. <laughs> this is this is, these. <laughs> you can't see what's happening, but that was this the is, most. See, look at it. It's just a lot of tip. She's tap so with reluctant. Nipples. The tongue. She's so reluctant. She's like, I really don't want to. Uh... These these movies instilled the idea in teenage boys of our generation that the nipple is the main pleasure center on a, yeah, on the, a woman's body. The clitoris is on the tip of the nipple, <laughs> according to the Emmanuel. Basically, what you want to do is set up camp on the nipple <laughs> and don't venture anywhere else, except maybe a glancing brush over the mon's pubis. <laughs> yeah, it's a dangerous way to get your sex ed, and that's why we need there to make sure the public school system covers this. There was also some male nipple in this as well. Yeah, there was, because they're in Rio, man. It's yeah. a progressive society. I, I thought that was the most like cutting-edge thing of this, is that they showed a man having his nipples licked, mm-hmm. which you just don't normally see in You porn. just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, men have nipples too. I have a home. I got to say, I find I find um, my nipples to be incredibly ticklish. When right. anything even yes, glances, man. if there's a anything if brushes my nipple, at them. Yeah. I'm I'm sort of like I get a bit like a. You know, I think <laughs> men get kind of weirded out by nipples. Oh, there's a durag. We do. That's Alex. Um, do, do, yeah. What well, your experience is? Men get weirded out around around yeah. their, their own nipples. Yeah, I think if there's only been one person where I've where I've licked their nipples and they've been like, yeah, no, I'm into this. Out yeah, of ballpark, yeah, ballpark. <laughs> oh. Well, no, like, you don't enforce a ballpark figure. <laughs> no, in terms of how many dudes' nipples you've licked. Ah, uh, I mean, I feel like now that I know that men aren't into it, I do it more. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Not all men though. It's Some true. men may be into it, and, yeah. and you found one, and that's how you know you got a keeper. No, I think that you just got to. Yeah, I don't know. If you find a man. Who you can lick the nipple of, and he's into it. You marry that man. It's not so much if they're into it or not. Like you don't have to be into it. I guess you just. It's up to you. Yeah, I don't know. The person I'm seeing at the moment doesn't like his nipples being licked. But then I think you're. I think it's also because you just don't see it enough in porn or in softcore porn or anything. To what? To to be like. To think that this is part of the experience. Yeah. Well, I just sort of feel like what part of nature do you see nipples being tweaked? And why is that such a feminine thing? Babies don't tweak nipples, really, you know? Nature. Hold on. We're all over the map now. No, but I understand what you're saying. But that might be why we associate mouths around women's nipples is because it's embedded in our our biology. And I guess, like, men's nipples don't do much. No, they do. But they they have milk ducts. Men? Yeah. I don't know men that. Men have milk ducts. Empty. They, sometimes um, some men lactate. There was actually really? a guy, there was a guy at my school who used to be able to get a, it was one of his things, he could get a, a, a teaspoon of milk out of himself. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But then I, I was always like, I don't think that's milk, man. I think, I think you want to go He's talk to someone. He's coming from his teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was cum or pasta. No, no, no or, it's milk. It's a fluid. It's yeah. A, Pasta's a fluid. Cum is a yeah, fluid. Yeah, that's true. But I think like he he was horrible. probably producing milk. But yeah. wow, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. 
fellas could do that. No, no, don't, is this Men true? Men can get breast cancer too. I, I knew didn't that realize one. that. Can, do we all have eight nipples in the womb? What? I think no? I think there's like a milk line duct, which has different, like I think there's a line of mm. milk ducts, but only two, but they're connected to the two nipples. But that's why if um, you get a third nipple, it's along the line of the milk duct. Yeah. Oh, Holy right? shit. This is what, I, yeah. This is, because some people have two extra nipples and they're just like perfectly formed littler nipples beneath where the, yeah, the, so the nipples ordinarily lie. Yeah, so maybe, so with mammals and stuff, they'll have like a line of. Like a doggy. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't know we had that at any point. We probably don't give us birth to that many babies now. <laughs> you think that's why the numbers come down? <laughs> oh, yeah. That actually might be it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, back in the day. When we, Fuck, what else do you guys oct- know that I've never heard of before? <laughs> guys be can milk. Eight nipples in the womb? What else do you got for me? This is top notch uh, stuff. I, I got very little else. I mean, like, anytime I know anything remotely science related that you don't, I feel like I'm out of my depth and probably lying. Because <laughs> I'm like, well, if Tim hasn't heard about it, maybe I just made this up. It's, it's weird, eh? Sometimes you think, did I dream it? Or. Yeah. Is it a real thing? Well. I think that's real. I mean, I there's two of us. Real, yeah. It's one of you. Mm. Oh, I totally believe it. Mm. It's just ignorant to the fact. How much do you reckon this movie costs to make? $10. Oh, my <laughs> friend who was a sex worker, like was, um, told me that there was a client who liked having his nipples um, tweaked. Mm. And uh, so one day they were mm. having sex and uh, she turned the lights off and she was like tweaking his nipple. But nothing was happening. He wasn't making a sound or anything. And then the lights turned on. She realized that she was tweaking his mole. (laughs) (laughs) And he didn't say anything. Yeah. I can appreciate how that could happen. I've got a, I've got, I've got like a, I guess it's a mole, like a, um, a big old, yeah, it's a mole, like quite close to the nipple. And you don't have feeling in there. (laughs) But you know, a so classic. You, know, you can feel like the, someone's fingers around the mole. <laughs> a classic mix-up. Well, so this is should you fake it out of politeness? <laughs> someone's tweaking your mole. No, be like, you should, oh yeah, you, oh yeah. <laughs> no, you redirect them to the nipple. Don't just quite. This is an issue. This happens at this point. Is that the men? No, men never make like men don't gr- grunt or really at all during. No, there's no grunting during the sex. And in New Zealand, they dubbed it out. All of the grunting, and then didn't oh, dub possibly. it back in. The men may have been grunting at the time. They were just quietly mm. going about their work. There was strapping one... their flaccid penis to the inside of their thigh <laughs> and like humping, humping a leg. Yeah. At the beginning scene where, where Emmanuel has sex with Tarzan. This is the least chemistry I've seen on the screen in my life. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, I was watching that and I was like, this should be somewhat arousing. And yet, like, it wasn't. isn't it? Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> but they were doing one position and then they flicked over to Doggy. And he actually changed it. He put his hand in front yes. of to, to to imply that, that he, he was, was inserting himself. I know, in. and he did it in, like he was so nervous. He did it in, like half a second, and then like very blatantly, just started like shaping <laughs> sort of his, I guess, mons pubis around the curve of her ass. There might, they, these must be like the scenes where you have chemistry or a friendship with the other person. Maybe if you're simulating a sex scene in that situation, you could have fun with it. Like it might be at least bearable but like when there's so little between the two actors it's really tough to watch you just feel so poorly for them both the idea of doing a softcore pornography and like doing a sex scene with a pal (laughs) 
It's quite funny. Yeah. But it might translate if you're joking with each other, then that can come across as like familiarity. And you're right, chemi- that, genuine yeah. chemistry. Physical intimacy is a little yeah. bit easy to achieve. Well, if you've been it's, wrestling for eight it's, years. It's also a trust. Because ex- you're mates. It's like, it's trust. If you trust the other person, then you can relax around them and know that you're in a safe circumstance. Right. But like these people clearly don't know each other very well. They're both not professional actors. They're both just like attractive people who were next to someone with a video camera who was like, I'm making a movie. And then yeah. you can see all of that terror and like unfamiliarity and discomfort on, on the screen. And, and the guy holding the camera, you can tell there's shit on the floor and he's trying to like hop around it without causing too much of a scene. <laughs> you can see that on the on the shots. You can see someone like stepping over two shoes and a sandal and like almost slipping on a sock. I like that one thing that they did show in this movie was when the pop star first had sex with Danielle, um, well, he he's still got his undies on. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's got his undies yes. on. Well, I thought it was so you can't see his balls. Ah, oh, but I mean, they has everyone else has their undies off all the time. You don't see their balls. That's true. This guy's got his undies off. I'm now just clicking around and playing various. This bits of looks the movie unsimulated quietly. to me. Yeah, this was the one that was real dicey to me. And she, that was actually they both did a vaguely good job of simulating an orgasm. Yeah, yeah that's I'm the other problem as well. It never showed an orgasm. It just. Sh- Went straight to the next scene. <laughs> Why do you think they never showed an orgasm? Who's going to come? No, if no, no. <laughs> but they didn't even like like stop or like yeah, kiss yeah. or, you know, like normally to show the end of a scene. Yeah. It kind of just stopped. They, yeah. It kind of just went to the next shot. Can you actually, Tim, because uh, after this, mm. this is, we're near the final scene in the film. This is when the pop star and um, Marie or whatever, they have sex at um, Emmanuel and Harry's apartment. And then Emmanuel and Harry come back and they're just kicking it on the deck and he's playing Oh, yeah, song. that's right. Could you please play the song? Because I think a very funny exercising game would be to imagine you come home to your apartment or a friend's apartment and your friend is earnestly sitting on the deck playing the song on the guitar and you have to be like, dude, you've got to stop. <laughs> At least they went to the trouble of getting it recorded in a studio. There's reverb on his voice. Can you hear how hard he is singing? Yeah. The plot (laughs) twist is that this is the music video. (laughs) (laughs) The whole movie was the music video. eh? This is like a second music video. They hold hands like, yeah, we did it. We did it. We fucked. We had, we finally had sex. Emmanuel keeps banging on about how two people isn't enough for like, Enlightenment, sexual enlightenment, or a relationship, and she only ever has sex with one other That's person. That's true. Yeah, she has, um, and Harry doesn't have sex with anyone. I don't think he signed the clause that was like the sex nudity. Clause. Yeah, I to punch he was my, Harry in the fucking head. He was my favorite this actor, though. Film. Are you serious? Yeah, he sucked. Yeah, but <laughs> he sucked not as an actor, as a character. I think he tried his best with the character. Nah, I'm not giving you to that because <laughs> his. Delivery on those lines, like if he had a bit, he had more the most outrage the with the monkeys line. He he had the most outrage. And now listen, it was the, a fun scene. He was, was the only fucking thing holding this movie together. If you take <laughs> Harry out, this whole fucking thing collapses. This whole him. thing was a flaccid tent. It was at no point held up. Do you know what held it up? The first thing at the start, they said, "This movie contains some yeah. titties, oh, yeah, that's flames." True. Warning, Yeah, adult only. You'll get that on all of the legal means in which you might watch Emmanuel and Rio. You get that. That's got nothing to do with the methodology. Yeah, it's not um, sexy, eh? I mean, the room nothing. was sexier than this. And the room the with room. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Who would you they fuck actually, in the room? 
In the room? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the side character. I've forgotten his name now. The hot guy. Yeah, hot yeah. guy. Which hot guy? This his is friend. To, um, Tommy Mark? and... Yeah, Mark. The guy's playing football with yeah, on the yeah. roof. I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> That's good. The guy who plays the ball with there. That was yeah. really good. Um, This had a room guy. sort of quality to it. Guy. It did. Who's your number one fuck in the room? Who's my number one fuck in the room? Lisa. Lisa. Oh. I get who you I got? You got Lisa. Line. You got Tommy's mum. You got the guy who keeps like. Oh, number one. I I, I thought you were talking about maybe the mum. The room that we're in, no, uh. not the film. The room. <laughs> well, we're just talking about the film. The room. The yeah, film, yeah. The room. Thank you. Yeah. I feel much more comfortable with the question. <laughs> <laughs> but you can choose to answer how we. No, 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 no. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I guess um, when he, do you know who it is? It's the dog when he says, "Hi, doggy." <laughs> that little <laughs> you dog. Fuck the dog. <laughs> yeah, you're a wild man. <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. For me, probably Tommy Wiseau himself. He's so mysterious and leathery that I'd be quite like intrigued to mess his around with his body. His body looks like marble. It's so white <laughs> yeah. and veiny. Yes, and it just looks like he has the appearance of a vampire because he, he does. could be like six hundred. Yeah, it's like if a vampire like was a raisin at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why so. A raisin and a vampire had a kid. Yeah, that just... kid started getting into the movie business. Yeah. Well, there's a part of our podcast, Angela, that I regret to inform you we must do. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing to do with either, any of us, really. It's a guy who, who comes by around about now. It's not up to us, Angela. And he demands, it's up to him. He demands satisfaction. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Boner Inspector! Boner Inspector! Or because we have a woman guest. Pussy Patrol! Pussy Patrol! <laughs> Any boners or murmurings in vaginas? Oh, no, nothing. Can I tell you something, Boner Inspector? Yes? This is the least aroused I have been watching any Emmanuel film. Yeah. It was staggering to me. I I cannot stomach a step backwards. (laughs) I must find a boner by the end of this series. 
Hold on, Angela's got something to say. <laughs> no, no, no. It was like, uh, it actually put me off sex a little bit. <laughs> it put you off sex yeah, in real life? Yeah, yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah, that was it. It, was, it wasn't It was a sexy film. I don't know why it wasn't. What put but... you off? Yeah, because the people were hot. Yeah, people were like attractive and I don't know. It was, and the setting was nice too. But I think there was something about it being in Rio and the sheer amount of topless women that were around is, is like, I really normalized it instantly. Like, oh yeah, we're in Rio. We're, and they, also we're at the put beach. The, they also put that statue Jesus in it as well. They spliced it in between. It's like. <laughs> What's that called again? The um, Christ the Redeemer. Thank you. Huge boner under his cassock. <laughs> Tucked into his waistband, of course. Not visible, but you know it's there. You think Christ the Redeemer was carved with a big boner? Absolutely. Oh, my God. The statue is named so for his erection, not for the actual statue itself. What? The Redeemer is the name of his penis? <laughs> his boner? Wow. <laughs> Do you have a different name for your penis when it's erect, Boner Inspector? Like it's a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde situation? <laughs> Absolutely. I think Mr. Hyde is when it's flaccid, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and uh, I call him Mr. Seek when he's up. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, all right, well, look, no activity for you here. So. Well, fuck the both of you. <laughs> all right, good to see you, Boner Inspector. See Nothing you. Hey, me. actually, hold on. Guy hasn't said Yeah, so. it's okay. Don't worry. Nothing from me either. I totally agree with Angela's point. This turned me off the idea of sex. I, I asked Chelsea not to watch this movie with me. Oh, wow. Have you been watching the other ones with your partner? No, it was just like the time I had to watch it. Mm. I watched this with my partner. Did you? And he he said he enjoyed the tits. Ah, him and Chelsea would get along great. (laughs) (laughs) Get these kids together. (laughs) Yeah. Very well. Hold on. Boner and Okay, what is it? Well, it's just for many episodes I've been thinking that I kind of think we should we should just hang out more. It feels like you come in here and do your job. I just I want to get to know you a little better. Well, I've got a lot of places to be. I understand. A lot of potential boners to inspect. I just can I I just want to ask some questions about you because we hang out with you every episode. Okay, know? very have, well. Have you got any family? Me? Yeah. No, like... family left me long ago, married to my work. Oh, wow. So you had... How did you get into the job? Well, I was bequeathed by my uncle, Gary. Gary the Bone Respector. Well, he just called himself Gary. I see. He wasn't licensed. Oh. Back when he was doing it, it was sort of bootleg work. Pretty illegal. It was an enthusiast. Yes. You've taken it to a professional. Well, you've got to put sort of protections around yourself. I understand. Do you feel like this is a sad story about a dodgy uncle named Gary? Do you see it as a sad story? No, yeah. no, it's just oh, my okay. life's work. Okay. Um, Gary's gone now. Don't have to worry about Gary. Oh, so okay. Gary wasn't doing this as a profession. This is something you've kind of turned into a gig. Sort of, yes. And what was Gary's deal? Like, was he, was he an all right dude? Yeah, it was pretty fine. He was um, clinically impotent. Ah. Fascinated oh. by other people's erections. That explains it. It's like yeah. a Batman origin story. Yeah. In many ways, yes. And then Batman doesn't have any kids, so this metaphor sort of falls down in terms of where Neither does Gary. Oh, that's true. So Batman's nephew. I don't know if Batman's got any nephews. I guess Robin. you gotta stop. Robin you got to stop thinking about Batman, yeah, start thinking about <laughs> Gary. Yeah, you're right. Um. Wait, so Boner Inspector, did you have a name before you became the Boner Inspector, or was this just Bruce? Like, your name is oh. Br- oh my! I feel like an <laughs> asshole. I never asked your name. Your name is Bruce. Like Bruce the Bruce Boner Wayne. Inspector. Oh my god, Bruce! It's nice to meet you. I'm Tim. Yes. So my parents were huge theater enthusiasts, and once they were they were <laughs> murdered outside a show, I was taken in by my uncle Gary, 
And he raised me. Wow, that's so unusual because yeah. that is also how Batman have got you started. Ever, yeah, have you ever been in a cave and just seen boners fly out of it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do have a recurring nightmare in which that happens. <laughs> really? Yes. And so taking this on has been like you facing your fear. In many ways. Mm. Yet to see a boner, though. <laughs> you haven't seen one? Well, apart from my own. Wow. Bruce, you live such an interesting life. I know. Um, I did have another question. And yes? How you sort of sustain yourself uh, financially through doing this kind of work? Ah, uh, my uncle's very wealthy. Oh, Gary's still with us? No, well, he was. No, he... Oh, I see. He died. He had yes. money. Now you have money. Of natural causes he died or? Is falling down a ravine natural? <laughs> I guess it's organic enough. <laughs> is, it, is that a natural death? <laughs> By falling down a ravine? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that... Yeah, that would. He wasn't do. poisoned. Well, not that we know. Yeah, he was poisoned, but it was <laughs> the fall that <laughs> he was poisoned at the time. Simultaneously, huh? Um, what else have I got for Bruce? Do you have any qualifications? Yes. What are they? I'm a registered architect. Is that so? That's why you knew Christ the Redeemer, like right off the top of your. Oh of your that, no, that's it's that's more famous, of a hobby thing. Yeah. I get... so no, you... but you know the Guggenheim. Yeah. Yeah. Great building. I know it too. <laughs> Angela, you got any questions for Bruce before we let him go? Um, circumcised or uncircumcised? Uncircumcised. Oh, okay, there we are. Really uncircumcised. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Bruce. See you next episode. Well, don't ask me to stick around if you don't want the answers to the questions. I, Bye. I the... Bye. <laughs> Fuck. I think we should ask him less questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I think if there's a little bit more mystery to him, it's more alluring. The more you know, the creepier it gets. Well, he yeah, seemed, he seemed I, like a well enough meaning guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's on the level. I think he's okay. Yeah. Nice to have a bit of backstory. I think it is. I think it's important. I just feel like such a jerk for not knowing his name was Bruce this whole time. Yeah. It's been on so many episodes. Well, you know, you don't ask, he doesn't tell. Uh, speaking of, it sounds like someone else is at the door. <laughs> Oh my god, hello. It's me, Joyce. It's, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Tim. Hello, Angela. It's me, George Lazenby. Angela, I'd like to introduce you to one time Bond, George Lazenby, oh, hello. Australian model yeah. who is still alive. Yes. Oh, wow. And uh, renowned for being the world's greatest listener. However, he has two distinct features one, a throbbing erection, which is surprisingly and a bunch large. In. A bum chin. I guess he's got three distinct features. The bum chin and also uh, an unquenchable... What's the word I'm looking for? Unquenchable. Unquenchable. Thirst for... um, Relief. Pictures on pornographic films, like story ideas. For many years now, I've had this erection tucked into the collar of my shirt, and I just want (laughs) respite. Oh, so what am I pitching? A porno. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's ready to go. Um, Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, but it's the Wizard of uh, Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Take an existing IP and just work a cock in it. <laughs> and is uh, the same cast of characters surround Dorothy? Uh, yes, yeah, so the Tin Man would be um, the Bin Man. <laughs> God. And what does he lack? Uh, a big sack. <laughs> So his, what, his his balls just roll around loose in his guts. <laughs> oh, oh, God, this has gone so far. I'm so sorry. Um, 
Yeah. We're in now. We've got the bin man who desires a big sack. We've got... Who else was this? There's a lion. The lion who... uh, Yeah, cowardly lion. I actually don't know what the lion would be. What would the porno equivalent be? He is a... um, Well, he'd be like a hairless cat. Mm. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Pretty freaky, but... (laughs) Whatever you're into, I suppose. I guess like he would be the shaved pussy. Ah. <laughs> oh. the shaved pussy. Okay, makes sense. And what does what does the shaved pussy want? Um, hair. Okay, <laughs> so it's a story about a cat who's biologically predisposed to not having hair, having a yearning for hair. A cat with alopecia desiring fur. That's I mean, hot. That's sexy. I'm invested. I'm not aroused, but I'm intrigued. Oh, is it to arouse you? Um. Well, the idea is I could fund this, and oh, I see. In doing so, watch it. And I think that the the end of the journey is that like Emerald City would be the clitoris. Oh, that's a nice metaphor. Oh, wow! So they have to take. She takes this journey of going through different towns to meet these characters to find her clitoris. Incredible. Yeah. Do you know I know three versions of the Wizard of Oz, and I like all of them. <laughs> what are the other two? Wicked. Wicked and the Wiz. The Wiz. You guys seen The Wiz? No, that sounds like porn. Oh, no, The Wiz is fantastic. It's like a Motown remake of The Wizard of Oz, but ah. Diana Ross, I think, is Dorothy. Michael Jackson is the Scarecrow. It is awesome. That's really cool. Have you never heard of this, Bone, uh, George Lazenby? It sounds vaguely familiar. I was pretty busy when it was coming out. What about you, Guy? Have you ever heard of The Wiz? I've heard of it in passing. I've not seen it. It's if, For no other reason... Michael Jackson's dance is the scarecrow. I don't know. Are we allowed to watch that anymore? I don't know what the rules are these days, but it's it's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. It's a visual spectacle of what a body can do. Mm. Well, I kind of want to watch it now. I think you should. Yeah. I mean, guys, I, I feel like we've gotten a little off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. Sorry, George. Um, so who else is there? There's uh, Cowardly Lion, which is Hairless Pussy. Yeah. We've got the, the bin, bin man, man with his rolling him. testicles. Scrotum. Uh, We've got the scarecrow. Oh yeah, the scarecrow. Scarecrow doesn't have a brain. Doesn't have a brain. Well, that can. Well, I'm not sure. Scare. Maybe, maybe that's the scarecrow is because he doesn't have a brain, does he? Mm. Uh, I'm not sure what he can be. I think the scarecrow can be the scare bro. Oh yeah. That's and good. What he desires is friendship because he does nothing but fuck. Jesus. Mm. <laughs> and he doesn't have any relationships that aren't sexual, so he just needs some friendship. So yeah, that's his, really sweet. His name is kind of aspirational. It's a pretty fucked up ragtag group of people you've lumped together here. <laughs> yeah. Are there any others? So you've got a team? woman trying to find her clitoris. Yes. A, a cat trying to grow hair. Yes. A a man, a man a in bin a bin man. with two loose testicles. <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. Hold and on, a, a guy who can't stop fucking but also can't form friendships. Yeah. And I'm supposed to get off to this? <laughs> yeah, man. But hold on. Can I just, before you reveal whether or not you could uh, come to this. Absolutely not for a start. <laughs> Angela, the bin man. Is it like an Oscar the Grouch situation or what? Like, oh, when yeah, you say, that could work. Oscar the Grouch. A Muppet. Yeah. This is... Yeah. Undoubtedly one of the worst pornographic ideas I've heard. Yeah, but they all have their own journey. So you can Yeah. Dick. You don't have to go with um if if you don't like the bin man's journey to 
find a sack, then you can go with uh, Dorothy. It's like a pick-a-path. Yeah. But a movie. Yeah. Is there a, can we have like it's a It's a Wicked porno? Witch as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. Who could Tell be, me about her. Um, she could be a turf. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and so then her sister, Glenda the Good. Is a, one. I think. Um, RuPaul. Yeah, RuPaul. Oh, I do like fracking. What is fracking? Searching for oil using seismic activity? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. RuPaul's big into fracking. Okay. I oh, didn't is know he? That. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. I thought it was like frigging. Oh, to- uh, Toto. Is the, can we think of like an equivalent for the dog? Um, oh. Siri. Siri? Yeah, like an AI. You guys have got a lot of work to do. You got a lot. You got to get in the writers' room. You got to kick a lot of these the ideas happening. around. The work is I happening. Think, out I loud. think Toto could be a furry. Oh, that's nice. That is yeah. nice. <laughs> okay, you kind of got me back with Toto, but <laughs> <laughs> overall, I'm, you know, it's a bit of a a bit of a hot mess. But what's it called? The wi- the Wizard of <laughs> What if I told you? Cock. What if I told you that we got Chris Nolan to direct? Oh wow! That fucking guy. <laughs> Yeah, I do not uh, think he's the guy for this. But with when you get Chris Nolan, you also get Hans Zimmer to score the film. Now that's good. So where where are we on the map? Do we think it's I, just going to be a whole of dun 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 dun? That's a pretty good, Hans Zimmer. Well, I appreciate your time. Is it's not for me, but um, George, I'm sure it's for someone. Oh. All right, George, get the Thank fuck you. out of what here. What about the kids? <laughs> Go the on. lollipop kids. Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> There's a whole heap of characters in it. Well, what are they, well, hold on. I feel like we need to turn the lollipop kids into something. Can't just have them as the lollipop kids in a porno running around. It's a nightmare <laughs> scenario. Apart are they, are they actually kids? Yeah, uh, they have a no, mirror. they're little people. They're little people. Hollywood like ran out of little people for other productions while The Wizard of Oz was being shot. It affected some other oh, movie really? that was being made at the time. I can't remember what it was. Um, anyway, do we roll with that? Do we want to oh, get a bunch no, of little? Oh, no, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, just don't, what, Nixon? Yeah, Nixon, I think. Okay, no, there's no lollipop kids. Doesn't make a difference to <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I'm not funding this. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sweet. Okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for stopping by, George. Thank you. Do you know, see, George, do you know, some part of me feels like if only the Boner Inspector and George Lazenby could meet each other, they could provide what the other craves. I know. For the Boner Inspector, a Boner to inspect, for George, ah, yeah. someone to do something about his medical disposition. Yeah. But alas... It seems they always arrive sequentially. One day I reckon we One's an introvert, one's an extrovert. <laughs> it's very difficult. Um, well, that feels like enough rolling around after watching Emmanuel, Emmanuel and, Rio. and Rio. 2003. I hated this movie. I rate it so poorly that I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, you did. And I like love it. hanging out with Angela Driver. She's the best. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I struggled watching it. I kept looking at the time to be, you know, when you look at the player yeah. to see when it ends, and it was twenty watching. minutes in, and it. Felt I, like... Yeah, I remember after the first sex scene, it was. I checked the time, and it was ten minutes in, and I was like, mm. that felt that whole scene felt longer than ten minutes. <laughs> and then in my head, I was doing the maths, and I was like, what do we? Got? It's like a nineteen or eighty-five minute film. Yeah, I was like, I'll like, just go seven, through this so quickly. Like seven more of these ten-minute installments to watch. 
they felt so long and threatening. I wonder if it was because the plot wasn't consistent. Maybe if it had a better plot, you would be more into the sex scenes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. That does. <laughs> yeah, if anything was better in the movie, I would have enjoyed it more. I think that's a fair <laughs> assessment about how it would have gone. Yeah. Wait, how would you rate it, Guy? Poorly. Out of 100? Zero. <laughs> I mean, this tells you how we need to respect our actors, though, as yeah. well. That you can't just get people off the street. Respect to... everybody, though, you know. Yeah, the, that's the true. Writers. You, turns out you need them. Yeah. You need some writers involved with a movie. Yeah, though, I mean, I do wonder if we could have dubbed it with a better story. Because mm. <laughs> it's not like they had to but stick not, to the script. I wonder if we should at some point. Not mm. with the action that they're serving you. Maybe after Very. comedy festival's done, we've all got a little bit more free time. We should sit back sounds, down with the menu. <laughs> sounds <laughs> awful. It looks is, like he's going to throw it's up. It's such a bad idea. It's like we just don't have to deal with this material anymore. We can just leave it mm. in the rear vision mirror. What would you rate it, Angela? Oh, zero. I mean, it uh, was hold a on, point. Out of a, out of a thousand. It's still zero. <laughs> but I also feel like if it was a comedy, it would be a point five. There was more comedy in it than there was sex. Intentional or unintentional? Unintentional comedy. Yeah. Yeah. There's like lots of... Like, the dialogue was funny because it was so bad. Actually, Alex, the neon do-rag guy, has kicked me up to a point five out of ten. I did like Alan. Alex. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, all right, that's it. Angela, the New Zealand International Comedy Festival is coming up, and oh, yes. I've looked at the program online, which is where the program is now. And do you know who's got a show? Me. You. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Stories for Adults. And who are the stories for? Uh, adults. Perfect name. Yeah. It sounds like a George Lazenby pitch. Oh, actually, that would be better for George Lazenby. Well, I'll, he should come. We'll pass yeah. it on. Maybe you can make it along to the show. Uh, is this How many shows have you done at the Comedy Festival before? Oh, this will be my third show. Fantastic. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you did, was the first was down the rabbit hole. Oh, uh, yeah. First was down the rabbit hole. For which you won the prestigious Billy T Award. Oh, uh, yeah. Mind. And yeah. then your second show was what? Uh, Barcelona. Barcelona, about when you went to Barcelona. Yeah. And found I used the money from the Billy T to find love and it didn't work out. Dang. Yeah. And then now, Stories for stories Adults. Stories for Adults, yeah. So uh, if you want to head along that, if you're in Auckland, or are you going to Wellington? I am going to Wellington. Nice. First, first week and second week in Auckland. Head along to Comedy Festival at Coda NZ and look up Angela Drapit. You might see me there. In the audience. Thank you. Or George Lazenby, can you imagine? Wow, I'd love to see that boner on the stage. (laughs) Bye, Angela. See you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.